Hey leader, Dave Burkus here, organizational psychologist and author of four best-selling books on helping leaders and teams do their best work ever. And in this episode, we're gonna talk about how to keep a remote team fully engaged. So for the last year, employee engagement has been a pretty hot topic. Okay, to be fair, employee engagement has been a pretty hot topic for a couple decades now, right? The idea that we are fully harnessing employees' knowledge, skills, and abilities, that they're bringing their full self to work, that they feel free to express themselves. I mean, who wouldn't want to be behind that? I've yet to meet a leader at any level in organizations like, oh, I don't know, we don't care if our people are engaged, we just care if they show up, right? If they're there, we want them engaged. But what happens when they're not there? What happens when they're working from somewhere else? And for the last year, this has been a big debate around the level of employee engagement we can expect during this great work from home experiment and the work from anywhere movement that is happening as a result of it. We're not all going back to the office. The future of work will always involve some level of remote teams or virtual teams or teams from different geographies having to collaborate more together because we've been honing that skill for a year. You, you don't send 70 million Americans to go work from home for a year and snap your fingers and have them all come back. It doesn't happen. And in that, in this great experiment that we've all been learning through, one of the things we've been watching is employee engagement. Are people more engaged or less engaged? And you would be surprised, but we don't really know. Depending on the researchers that you ask, we have different answers. Some are saying that employee engagement is an all-time low. Some are saying it's at a surprising all-time high. Uh, I don't really know, as of the recording of this episode, where it truly stands. But I know it's never been more important. It's been harder, the traditional ways that relied on organic interactions and serendipity and proximity to keep people engaged have been a lot harder to achieve over the last year. So I wouldn't be surprised if it's lower. On the other hand, people have had a say in how and when they do the work. They've had autonomy like never before. So suffice to say that engaging a remote team is different. I truly believe it can be better, but it does take some deliberate actions to build on the strengths of a co-located office and take a remote team to a level of engagement that isn't possible when they're stuck at the office. So in this episode, we're gonna talk about the deliberate things you can do to enhance the engagement on any team, but specifically in a remote context, what you can do to keep that team fully engaged. Now, the first strategy you can use to enhance employee engagement on your team is to make expectations clear, or better said, make sure they're clear to everyone involved. If you've been managing a co-located team, if you're new or just a year into managing a remote team, one of the biggest transitions that you may have discovered, and if not, I'm gonna help you discover it right here, is that the timelines around expectations have to shrink. The level of clarity of who's doing what, what the deliverable looks like, what your feedback on their work is, all of that has to be taken to a much higher level. It used to be that we could form a project team around a six month long engagement or project and we could create a couple milestones. Now we need, we're looking at a week to two week check-ins and milestones on who's doing what, when, and we need to create a system where the team is working out loud, fulfilling each other's expectations for each other, making the new objectives they're setting for the next work period clear, and providing whatever feedback they need to give to each other all in that shorter period of time. The best thing you can do to make expectations clear is to run that regular check-in, team-wide check-in. This isn't your one-on-ones, those matter too. This is a team-wide check-in that'll help 
remind people this is the big goal, but these are our small co-created intermediate goals that we're all working on. And how do we do? How do we do over the last week? What are we looking forward to in the next week? And where can we help? Where can we help each other with the things that we're expected to do, the objectives that we're expected to complete? Now, since we mentioned one-on-ones, we should probably talk about one-on-ones and specifically about the feedback that happens in that. The next strategy, the next tactic for keeping a remote team fully engaged is to make feedback plentiful. You need to over-communicate feedback. And that doesn't necessarily mean you need to over-communicate constructive feedback. What it means is that it's, it's really hard when you're working alone, when you're working from home, you're working remotely, when you're distant from everyone else. It's really hard to know you're doing a good job. It's really hard to hear the progress that you've made. We know that progress is a powerful human motivator and most of us have been conditioned to judge our progress based on the feedback that we're receiving. Constructive criticism during that one-on-one is okay, but what we don't what we want to double down on is the positive progress-oriented feedback. The wins, if you will, the small wins, as Teresa Immobile would say, that help motivate everyone. We want to make sure that that feedback is plentiful. We also want to make sure that the team knows how to give feedback to each other. One of the things that can happen too often on teams that aren't working out loud, we just covered that in the last one, is that they end up only communicating to the team leader about their needs and about the problems that they're coming into. And they only get that, that one dyad of feedback, you know, manager to subordinate or teammate, instead of the feedback they used to get when they worked alongside each other and they could readily comment on each other's work products, et cetera. If we're not working out loud, then we're not getting peer-to-peer feedback and we need to take it back. So find a way, whether that's built into the project management software you're using, where people can share claps, or whether you just want to have shout-outs, where at the end of every weekly all-hands meeting, people have the opportunity to just give a shout-out to somebody else in their peer group. Building back that peer-to-peer feedback is a, it's a recipe for engagement because it's how we judge progress. And if you haven't figured it out, it's even more powerful when it comes from peers. Now, the next strategy for fully engaging a remote team is actually really about the individual, and that is to make growth unavoidable. We've talked about how important progress is in uh, motivating individuals, but one of the things we've probably forgotten over the last year, we've all been trying to tread water during this great work from home experiment, is that people feel like they need to make progress in their own career. They need to be exposed to growth opportunities. The easiest way to do this isn't to say, you know, oh, when we all get back, then we'll have big conversations about growth and your career to stay with us, et cetera. The easiest way to show growth in the short term in a remote environment is to introduce a little novelty to what we're asking people to do. Change up who's working on what, ask them to accomplish things in a little bit different way, and then encourage them on their own, subsidized by the company, whatever you can do to find growth in non-work areas as well. We just need to be going back to that idea that our career has an arc to it where we're making progress, we're growing, that we need to be in a place where that's unavoidable. Even if it means in the short term we're growing in tangential skills, things that we don't necessarily see related to our immediate job, but we can see how they'll be, de- they'll be developmental for our future career. These are great ways to show growth opportunities. Unfortunately, it's way too easy to just tread water. So we don't want to be avoiding these growth conversations and we don't want to be having bland ones about how when things get back to normal, we'll be able to map your career path better. What we want is to make growth unavoidable, even if it means we're helping to grow our people in areas that we don't know how it'll work out yet. 
As long as we feel like we're growing and our skills are growing and our knowledge is growing, we will stay engaged. And the last strategy for fully engaging a remote team, and this is something I talk about often, is to make friendships easy. One of the things I've been amazed at is the wealth of research in the last 10 years shows that work friends really do make us more productive. Finding things in common with two or three individuals on our team and building a friendship out of that, building bonds on a team, it's one of the most powerful things you can do, not only to, to create a sense of purpose and motivation in your people, to create engagement as well, to increase tenure, to really just make people feel more productive and feel like they have a sense of social support even inside their team that isn't just you and just your relationship. But again, like a lot of things in the last year, we've been so focused on making sure work gets done, making sure tasks get accomplished that we've put this by the wayside. And there's a lot of ways that you can make friendships easier, but they all boil down to taking back that unstructured time that we used to have in the office. The coffee break time, the eating lunch together time, the time before and after a meeting where we would walk to the, the meeting room with a couple people or where we'd linger in the meeting room and talk about oh, who watched the big game or what everybody was up to over the weekend. Those little things truly matter. And if you haven't developed a way to do that, whether that's jumping on the, the Zoom or Microsoft Teams call early so that people have a time to chat, or whether that's planning out deliberate coffee talks with different people on your team, or whether that's just making space for people to better self-disclose what's going on in their life in like a virtual water cooler, a, a dedicated Slack channel or a project in a project management software that's actually just about communicating. Those things matter. Those things make friendships easy and making friendships easy makes engagement even easier. We know it's one of the most crucial questions in Gallup's engagement survey, for example. Having a best friend at work or even just a friend at work has a powerful influence on your engagement, but only if you have the opportunity. So make the opportunities easy. Now what all four of these things have in common is that, okay, well they work in a co-located environment as well. The difference is that some of these things happened accidentally. You had way more opportunities to provide feedback when you're seeing everybody in the hallway in random moments. You can give them praise. You had way more opportunities to see who wanted to grow in what areas when you could see them working at a regular basis and you could know what their passions are, where their strengths are, and what they wanted to develop. And I don't think I need to explain how having a close proximity to each other makes friendships easy. But what all of these things need in a remote environment is a deliberate plan, a deliberate strategy. So if you've gotten this far in the episode, you know what these four things are. You need to be thinking about your team and how you can, based on these four things, create opportunities throughout the week for more feedback, for making the expectations even more obvious, and for making the team work out louder, if you will, for making friendships easy and making growth opportunities unavoidable. You know what'll work for your team. So it's time to get to work so that we can fully engage our remote teams and so that our team and you can do our best work ever. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this episode. If you liked it, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. And while you're there, leave a rating and review because it helps share these messages with many, many people. And if you really liked it and you want to go deeper, then check out the amazing resources we have for you at davidberkuscom slash resources. Guaranteed there's something in there that'll help you or your team do your best work ever.